The Last Kids on Earth by Max Brawyer, illustrated by Douglas Holgate, read with permission by the publisher, Scholastic Incorporated. Chapter 8 Every single day now, I drive around town, blaring Big Mama's horn. I do it in the morning, alone, before Quint and Dirk are awake, and every few blocks I whip out the big bull horn. June del Toro, are you out there? June del Toro, can you hear me? No luck. It's starting to feel like a wild goose chase, or a wild June chase. Today I drive past 12th Street, which reminds me it's almost August 12th, Quint's birthday. I never planned a birthday party before. That's what moms and dads and girls are for. So a lot of pressure here. Can't junk this up. A party should be big and crowded so that the birthday person feels admired, appreciated, and accepted. I mean, that's how I always see them in the movies and on TV and stuff. So, I was thinking about trying to catch a bunch of zombies and do something like this. Uh, you like your gift? There's a picture here that I'm telling you about. He's got a birthday cake and he's surrounded by a bunch of zombies. Uh, scratch that. I'll continue thinking. Rover is awesome. I always wanted a dog, but when you're a foster kid who always bounced around, you don't get things like dogs. You might land with a family that has a dog, but you start playing with it and having a blast, and the next thing you know, off to a new family and no more dog. But now I've got my own dog, a monster dog. I'm trying to teach it tricks. It's going so-so. Fetch, Rover. Gulp. He ate the football. Hmm, how about play dead? Oh, no. Quint shuffles over and interrupts our games. His eyes are bloodshot, and there are big bags beneath them. I don't think he slept in days. He hands me a piece of paper. It's a shopping list. We need everything on this list, okay? The, li the list is full of bungee cords and metal tubes and rope and all sorts of junk. What's all this for, I ask? Quint grins his weirdo grin. Inventive purposes. But trust me, Jack, you'll like this. I'll need to go to Home Depot for this. That's a journey. I climb up into the treehouse. Dirk is sitting in the corner reading a Hulk comic. Let me know if you need help with any of the big words, I say. Dirk scowls. What do you want? We've got some stuff to get, I say. Come on. Dirk shakes his head, groans, but he gets up. He throws on his old gray sweatshirt, pulls on his monster-bashing gloves, and follows me down out of the treehouse. He stomps over to Quint, who's sitting at the picnic table going over some blueprints. Hey, goober, Dirk barks. How come we gotta go get all this stuff for you? Why don't you go get it? Quint says matter-of-factly because I'm more valuable here. You think you're more valuable than me, huh? Dirk says. No, I said I'm more valuable here. Similar sentences, but they mean very different. I'll show you means, Dirk starts. Quint holds up his hand. Dirk, you have no reason to be angry at me. You clearly have some sort of chip on your shoulder and... Wait, he does? I look at Dirk. Is it a chocolate chip? Quint rolls his eyes. Jack! I stand on my tippy toes and examine Dirk's shoulder. Or is it a sour cream and onion chip? Either way, I'll eat the chip. I mean, even if it's salt and vinegar. It's not an edible chip on his shoulder, Jack. It's just a dumb saying. Well, Quint, Quint, your dumb saying now has me hungry for chips, and that's your fault. So, I think you should cook dinner tonight. Quint glares at me hard, like he's trying to laser beam his way through my eyeballs. And if you cook us dinner, I say, Dirk will agree not to be a jerk. Right, Dirk? You see how I did that? I'm kind of a master of mediation. Dirk glares at me for a minute, and then he looks to Quint. Just tell me the real reason you won't go out there. Quint shrugs. I'm scared. 
Dirk eyes Quint, then says, Well, at least you're honest. And with that, Dirk and I head for Big Mama. Do try to get chips, though, Quint calls after us. Now I'm in the mood for chips, too. The Home Depot parking lot is a zombie central. Undead construction-type dudes and undead Home Depot employees stumble around, moaning, eager to eat anything breathing human who gets close. But I'm ready for that. I brought the scream machine. The scream machine is dopeness defined. Quint and I built it a few weeks back. We pulled an all-nighter, hopped up on Moonshine Mountain Dew and past expiration date Sour Patch Kids watching horror movies. Quint recorded all the scenes with people screaming and then transferred the audio to his mom's old iPhone. We attached the iPhone to a loudspeaker and we attached that to an egg timer. I give you the scream machine. See, you place the screen machine somewhere, spin the little timer wheel, and when the time is up, the speaker blasts, ma- blasts screams at maximum decibels. That brings the zombies a-stumbling, thinking the screaming belongs to some unfortunate still-living humans. At the rear of the parking lot, I set the timer to two minutes and stop the, drop the screen machine out the window. When it goes off, oh man, it sounds like you know what on earth. There's a mass zombie migration, leaving Dirk and me an open path to the store entrance. We step inside. Geez, clean up on all the aisles, am I right? You ever get tired of yapping, Dirk says. We grab a cart. Dirk is dedicated, tracking down everything on the list. I'm less dedicated, and I go straight for the power tools. I spend ten minutes weighing the pluses and minuses of a variety of crazy cool drills. We're heading for the exit when I spot it. It. Something awesome. Something heavenly. Dirk, I say. We need that ping pong table. That's what I'll get Quint for his birthday. I expect Dirk to tell me that's a dumb idea and that I'm a dumb dork and yada yada yada. Dumb dumb dork. But instead his eyes light up and he says, I love ping pong. Who doesn't? You'd have to be some sort of fun-hating demon not to not like ping pong. We're stepping closer to the table when Dirk stops. He sniffs the air. And then he says, Jack, have you not been wearing deodorant? I don't think I need to yet, I start. You smell rank. Dirk says. Then we both smell it. It's not my pits. It's a foul, fetid, nose-assaulting stench, mold mixed with fresh death. Dirk and I spin around. I'm scared. Beyond scared. Scared to the second power. Scared squared. I think it was this guy that I smelled. Yeah, I got that. Dirk, I whisper. I fought this guy before. You see that scar on his forehead? I gave that to him. Then I saw him later, a few blocks from the treehouse. I think he's been, like, hunting me. Real great, Jack, Dirk says. Real great. Also, just FYI, his name is Blarg, I whisper. Why is his name... Blarg, says Blarg. Oh, says Dirk. Blarg doesn't just terrify tiny humans like me. He freaks out zombies, too, and in seconds, they're pushing past us, moving toward the door, a whole mess of stumbling, bumbling, stomach-grumbling zombies. That's when Dirk says it, a sentence I thought I would never hear. Toss me that ping pong table. Huh? And before I can react, Dirk is lunging past me and grabbing the table, which must weigh a hundred pounds. Follow me, he shouts. Ping pong power escape. He pushes the ping pong table through the crowd of zombies. Dirk and I burst into the parking lot. The scream machine is still howling away. and Dirk shoves the ping pong table and all of Quint's junk in the back of Big, Bo- Big Mama while I clamber up into the driver's seat. Dirk hops in, yelling, go, go, go. Behind us, Blark, Blarg bursts through the front of Home Depot, bringing down the walls. It's about as loud as a marching band falling off a cliff. Blarg's like a tank, crushing cars and stomping shopping carts beneath his feet. 
That thing's going to kill us, Dirk yells. For the first time, Dirk sounds scared. What do you know? He's human after all. Don't worry, I say. Big Mama is prepared for a situation like this. And I reach down to the control panel and flick the switch marked Butter Slick Slingers. Blarg takes his next step. Slip. His feet go out. He grabs for a street lamp, trying to brace himself, but snap. It cracks in two and crash. Big Mama one, Blarg zero. As we race away, I glance in the rearview mirror. Blarg's eyes, his many eyes, they're watching us. They're watching me. Me, hating me, promising revenge. I have this horrible feeling that I'll be meeting this vile villain again. Uh, this car has butter slicks, Dirk asks, snapping me out of my Blarg-induced chair. I nod. Yep, pretty rad, right? Quince idea. We had to haul four barrels of the stuff from the movie theater, but it was worth it. Those butter slicks saved our butts, Dirk says. I nod. Quint's good at saving butts. Saved mine many times. He's a primo butt saver. Dirk is quiet for a moment, and at last he says, Maybe I don't give that kid enough credit. When we get back to the treehouse, Quint is in the midst of having a full-blown freakout. What took you so long, he screams. I thought you were zombie chow. We ran into some trouble, I say. Quint frowns. Don't worry, I say. After we ran into it, we ran away from it. I got you a birthday present, Dirk says. What, Dirk? Noogies, a punch in the nose? No, for serious, and not just from me. From me and Jack. The two of us. Happy birthday, geek, Dirk says, and he reaches into the back of Big Mama, unveiling our super awesome new ping pong table, which also makes a good makeshift battering ram, as we learned. Quint's eyes light up. Sorry, just, uh, ugh, zombie guts. Dirk steps forward and sticks out his hand. Quint flinches, sort of stumbles back like he thinks it's a trap. Dirk rolls his eyes, and Quint stops himself. He stands up straight, straighter than I've ever seen. Then he steps forward and shakes Dirk's hands. Friends? Yes, friend, friends. See? Ping pong solves all problems. Mm-hmm.